a LMA node. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Smoke in a bowl, sir. Walk on. Smoke on. Grow on. Spark one up. Wow. I am really high. Oh, man. Mind if I do a J? I should probably try it. In the bold. I'm hammered. If you want to keep doing your marijuana, then you're going to have to show me your naked body. Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, them studies. You need to grow up and get high, my nigga. What do you mean that's my pot? Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. Not if you were stoned at the time. Honey, you read. Sparking up a J. Spark one up. We spark one up. It's true. Guilty as charged. We sparked one up. Happy holidays out there, bowlers. It is just days away from New Year's Eve. In fact, I'm sitting in the bowl right now looking at the calendar. It looks like it's already December 20th, 2022. How do you do on a token Tuesday? I am Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're listening to another one. It is episode 114 of Bowl After Bowl. 214. 214. 314. Hell, I don't know how to count. You're right. 214. Those numbers, man, they get me. I gotta fuck one of them up in the intro. It's true. It wouldn't be an intro without that. At least I know what year it is this time. Yeah. As the year's about to change. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got it down. Now it's going to be 23. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Ooh, I like that slowdown. Wait, we're going to fade it back in for the slowdown. Yeah. It's a jam. Great intro. I love it. You always find some good shit. Thanks. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all of that jazz. Um, next time we speak to you, it'll be after Christmas, but before the New Year. So uh, we hope that you have a wonderful, good one. We've been preparing ourselves, running around, uh, doing what I can right now because I'm teaching doubles, and so that's kind of taken up all of my time and then a little bit more. Like running upstairs and like sleeping for 10 of my 15 minutes of a break sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Smashing food, running back down. Mm. Sometimes food smashing me. Yeah. It's all out of sorts. All out of sorts. Yeah. At least we don't have to go out of the house on this holiday week. Yes. Amidst all the other shoppers. We've, we're hunkered down. <laughs> hunkered down. It's supposed to be... Crazy winter uh, wonderland hitting us like Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, according to all of the rumors and experts uh, in the know. 
Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. The first one is always overhyped, I feel like. The first, like, winter event. Part of me wants to be wrong. But the other part of me is like, ugh, it's too much snow or too much ice. It really is a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the new Subi could handle whatever, so. It's a throwback to when we had, like, five days without power. I yeah. Not that many years ago. Three years ago or so. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Oh, somebody's talkative tonight. Yeah, Sam is ready to podcast, I guess. I guess so. He's calling out to douchebag Pat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh, what else happened? Oh, cars got cleaned out and seats transferred over. Speaking of the new Subi. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. But necessary. Bad stuff, you know. Yeah, I had to have it, man. Had to have the uh, seat transfer go down. Because you can't load up uh, without without child seats, man. I mean, well, like, you can do it. Yeah, it can you're be not done. supposed to. It can be done, but you can't get into like the full-time habit of doing that because eventually you will get burned. Yeah, which is too bad because I would love to just throw a mattress in the back, you know, push the chairs down, throw a mattress in the back, and let the kids just roll around <laughs> as yeah. we're driving. Like old times. Like it's the 50s and we got a hatchback or something, you know? Yeah, the Why good not? old days. No, what the hell's wrong with that? I don't understand. I don't understand. Friday, we're going to wrap most of our presents on Friday, I think, is kind of the consensus. Because evening classes are Monday through Thursday. So Friday won't be a double. I'll just be teaching the morning class. And then right when that gets out, man, we can just make hay. We got a lot of wrapping to do. And then Saturday, uh, Saturday. We could do uh, lots of wrapping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Saturday at our disposal. That's right. I do have one plan for Saturday. Nice. I'm going to sit down. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a surprise, I guess, but I'm, I'm revealing a surprise right now. Uh, we've heard the call. We've heard a lot of people asking, hey, when are you going to, what's the deal? When are you going to do another Ablecraft? What's going to, what's going to go down? Uh, and so I've been, you know. In deep discussion with Abel Kirby, and we decided, hey, let's do a year, you know, retrospective, sit down, year after the uh, album, and uh, we'll talk. So, big Christmas Eve episode. Cool. Coming out. I don't know exactly what time, so I guess just scan the socials, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll put some toots out and scream about it in the uh, chats. I'll stream it here on the Bull After Bull stream. He'll stream it on the Rare Encounter stream. It'll be a great time. I've already told him in no uncertain terms that uh, I'm going to just get hammered on eggnog. That's going to be my contribution. Uh, and I've learned, by the way, because I was looking around, what you know, what does a fellow put in eggnog? I've had whiskey in it. I've had rum in it. And I've had it several ways. But always just kind of as a shithead kid who's just getting drunk. And so what? what is like the way to do it properly? I should know these things, you know? As a, uh, what do they call them? Uh, call them a uh, mixologist. Uh, fucking bartender. You ought to know that thing. And it's brandy. Brandy is the traditional uh, OG liquor to add to eggnog. Mmm, brandy. Brandy. So I think I'm just going to get hammered on brandy and eggnog. And we're going to talk about some stuff. That Able sounds craft. like a great plan. It will be, uh, I will say, it will be one not to miss. So um, whether you catch the live or not, it'll still be worth, you know, Loading up, and uh, I think another part of it will just be me trying to get uh, milk the time out of it 
and Abel, as usual, trying to like just close us out as soon as we get going. <laughs> uh, in the name of respecting people's time, which I totally appreciate. He's he's right about that. He's he's much better at that than I am for sure. Uh, speaking of respecting time, uh, we had a respectful time on Bulls with Buds. We hung out with TJ. Oh, that was a great one. Last Friday. That was fantastic. It was, it was a lot different than our normal Bulls with Buds. Um, just kind of a deep level discussion on um, everything he's been working on lately. So TJ, he's like a adult educator, educator uh, doing a lot of research in the psychology of human decision making. And uh, really, basically, from what I could glean, it seems like what he's doing nowadays is uh, using AI to weaponize autism. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got that right. I think that's kind of, uh, I mean, we didn't, he didn't come out and say that, but enough hints were dropped all around there that I think that's actually the goal. If you could just solidify it into one statement, uh, he's developing mechanisms to weaponize autism using AI uh, technology and tools of the future, which is uh, fascinating. I could, uh, talk to that guy for hours and have many times on <laughs> many occasions just sat on his porch and uh, chatted just endlessly I could listen to him for hours yeah it was you could tell he's excited and loves what he teaches definitely cause boy he brought it man he did bring it we could have gone for like three more hours I know yeah that's, that's for sure that's for sure Uh, check that out for sure we have a split for him too we got him set up on an Albi wallet, so a uh, third of the boosts go to TJ. Forever and ever. That's the beauty of uh, this whole situation we find ourselves in. Uh, no bowls with buds this next upcoming week, or for the uh, foreseeable future. We'll have one you know, pretty soon, but my guess is not till the new year. Just my hunch, my guess. It's not a promise or a threat or anything. It's just, uh, you know... Daddy needs to relax for a while. <laughs> That's all. Uh, this is my last spurt of like 110% type of stuff where I just do too much and then I want to take it very, very easy next week. Like as easy as I possibly can take it, which is, by the way, pretty fucking easy. Uh, so we should be reaching easy levels that shouldn't be possible next week. That sounds good. That sounds pretty good. Uh, you know what else sounds really good? The value for value lifestyle. Sounds so good. Sounds so good. I try to tell people about it, but it's like, you know, once you, until you, until you get in there and try it out for yourself, you're just never going to really understand it. You're going to be like, wow, that sounds dumb. And you're going to be right because it does sound dumb. Kind of sounds counterintuitive because it goes against like everything we've been taught and uh, everything that makes millions and billions of dollars, you know, like, uh, you tell people what you do, and they're like, oh, you're going to make any money doing that. You can't make millions and billions of dollars. Uh, as if there's people out there, like, you know, doing the time slave thing for millions and billions of dollars. As if the people criticizing you are out there making millions and billions of dollars. No. But that's not how it works, man. Value for value. It's like, uh, you give what it's worth and you get what you need, and it's a fantastic setup. Just a simple proposition of value. We do our best to put value into the show and give it to you and say, here it is. Here's the value. Will you evaluate it? And uh, the response is, 
many of the bowlers, most of the bowlers, in fact, uh, consider what value they get uh, week after week, bowl after bowl of the content of the show, and they give back uh, in many different ways. That's another thing that uh, I think gets understated in the value-for-value model. Everybody's looking at this spreadsheet, crunching these numbers, saying, like, where's my millions and billions? Where's my Joe Rogan money? Uh, When really, it's more than just dollars and cents. It's content. It's uh, voicemails that you leave week after week. It's it's links that you slide us on the mastodons. It's uh, art that gets made. It's artwork. Sound bites that get sent our way. All these sound bites. Spark one up. It's uh, something as simple as passing the bull. You know, telling a friend, hey, one of these weirdos, they do a podcast. You might like it. It's kind of interesting. Takes a while to get into, but once you get it, you get it. And that's what we appreciate. And we like to thank the people that uh, send value uh, right up front every week on the show. Because we think it's important and we lead off with it. And uh, I want to lead off a little bit of physical mail that came in today. Uh, Just in time for today's bowl and for the lovely holidays. We have a lovely uh, contribution and letter from Vox. Vox. Vox has printed out in alternating red and green type in the season. And she has a, an official No Agenda uh, night stamped, night ring stamped. Uh, I suppose it would be a dame ring in her case. A stamped uh, sealing wax stamp on it. So you know it's official. Straight from the desk of a dame. Uh, and enclosed a $100 check. All right. Thank you. So thank you very much, Vox. Uh, Vox, of course, a friend of the show, and has a show of her own, Complex Candor, and you can check that out and give it a listen at complexcandor.com. I'll have a link in the show notes, too. Yeah, we'll link you over there. And uh, yeah, short, sweet note, just in the season. So thank you for the good vibes, uh, and much love, Vox. Thank you. We appreciate you. In fact, I have a... Uh, where does it go? Where does it go? I got something for that. Thank you, bitch. <laughs> That's not the one I wanted, but that's pretty good. Um, thank you for the V for V. Where's that one? Where is it? Thank you for the value for value. There it is. Season's greetings. And thank you, bitch. That's still appropriate. We thank all thank all of our bowlers. This one, this next one, I have been waiting uh, because I am just a fucking dipshit. Let's be honest. We all know this by now. And uh, Justin from Wrong Kind of Podcast has sent us 58,926 sats. Oh. Via Cash App, uh, which you can do, by the way. Uh, I have a cash tag for the show. Cash tag Wolf of KC is me. And so that uh, goes into the show, uh, same as the other sats. We just pop it all in the same place. And uh, yeah, I've been neglecting. He sent this uh, right after the little wolf cub came along. Aww. And I noticed it maybe a week later, and then I've been meaning to put it on my list. And just because I'm such a scatterbrain retard, uh, I haven't got it until just now. But now we got it. <laughs> this is his sats that came in December 6th uh, at 5 a.m. So he's up early uh, boosting via the cash tag there. Uh, and yeah, 58,926 sats. He says... Uh, congratulations! You will soon, you will soon have your own football team. <laughs> uh, we're working, we're getting there. Almost. We're working on it. So thank you, Justin. I yeah, appreciate thanks. that. Appreciate that very much. 
Uh, we slide over to the uh, PayPal's, which you can get by going to uh, bullafterbull.com, uh, clicking on the donate button at the bottom of any of the pages there. And we have some recurring subscribing donations that came in uh, for some Christmas cheer all year. We really appreciate those because they kind of help cover those automatic monthly bills. We have them all hooked up to the same place. So it goes in, it comes out, it's all kosher. Uh, including uh, this week with their 1111 recurring monthly donation, Circus Media. All right. Thanks, Circus Media. We appreciate that. And uh, what do we got? The uh, Thank you, bitch. Thank you, bitch. And uh, Sharky Shark. Oh, yeah, Sharky. Coming in with uh, signature 420 Stonation. Nice. Thank oh, you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here, I got to know shit. Oh, shit. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Keep rolling through. And then you've heard the pins slapping this whole time, and that is because we are on this uh, new shit. We call it Podcasting 2.0. It's the next level. Uh, so it's way more than just sats and Burt Kearns. You know, people get all lost in the Bitcoin thing, and we don't want to narrow it down to that, although without a doubt is the most exciting part in my personal opinion of the entire podcasting 2.0 uh, facelift or uh, entire body lift, really. It's more like the $6 million man rebuild uh, than just a simple facelift. Things like chapters, which we uh, have on the timeline to put in in the future. Things like uh, um, different show art scrolling by when you have the chapters. If you want to see a chapter master, you look at uh, Booberry over there behind the schemes, man. That guy is kicking ass and taking names. That dude put an entire chess game as a GIF, as chapter art, in an episode. I mean, things that can be done with Podcasting 2.0, things like transcripts, which uh, are long overdue, and people are whining on other platforms of like, transcripts, we should build transcripts. Transcripts are here, people. Transcripts are already available, Podcasting 2.0. Um, the namespace additions are incredible. Things like alternate enclosure, so that you can uh, serve different file sizes depending on the bandwidth available. Things like the live item tag, which we're talking to you right now on. Yeah, because the bowl is lit. Bowl is lit on that live item tag. All of this and more. Um, all of this and more. So it's fantastic. And uh, we're proud to be a part of it. And you can be a part of it too. All you got to do is take all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com. And get yourself a nude podcast app. Not one of those uh, weird clothed textile versions that uh, that you're using that you can't do anything cool in. Why would you do that? You got to do cool stuff, man. Do cool stuff like these bowlers did. I'm trying to find our uh, kind of reset delineator. And uh, it looks like our last one was, uh, I want to say, Quirkass for the post-show Hoot Boost. She said, Hoot Boost for one badass banging bowl show. Major props and karma to Cotton Gin for a stupendous stack of spectacular ISOs. He really did rock the ISOs. Yeah, he did. Uh, last week, it was off the chain. He was snagging the ISOs as the show was rolling on. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, I want to pre-apologize, too, for uh, in case I miss any. In fact, maybe I should pull up your helipad just as a backup. It just occurred to me. Um, I've been fixing a node where my sats come in as a... Uh, <laughs> as Hey Citizen told us all about. 
And so I think that things are back together, but uh, Helipad definitely has some gaps in it from from the uh, weird times, from the weird times. I think, though, and judging by the sound of the pins tonight, you know, things are back and rocking. I uh, got boost after boost rocking in the chat, in the IRC chat, uh, relaying all those boosts live as they come in. So, fingers crossed, I think things are getting better. But, Lorian, I'm going to pull up your... Uh, helipad just to make sure that we don't have any gaps all right uh i do want to thank people too that came in for boosts while we were talking to tj because my dumb ass uh was so enraptured in the conversation that i forgot to thank people for boosting that episode including ten thousand sats from effortless Woo. thanks effortless uh, who was our guest two bulls with buds ago and by the way people really loved that episode and uh but getting feedback on the fetty still about it and um the download numbers, which, uh, you know, we take with a grain of salt. We're not beholden to the download numbers because we don't have advertisers knocking on our door asking for what's the clicks, you know. Thank goodness. But uh, he did outpace, like, just about every episode we've done in the last <laughs> six months. Uh, nice. In terms of downloads, if you can believe those numbers. Everyone wants to put the voice to the name. I think so. They want to hear him. They want to be like, ah, I want to hear some effortless. So that was a fantastic time. Uh 10,101, coming in from Harv Hat, yeah, he said, boost. And that was, of course, the uh, TJ episode. Third goes to TJ. Thank you. Uh, another 10,000 sats coming in from Net Ned out of the Fountain app. Uh, and he says, Detroit strut. Yeah, thanks, Net Ned. Trying to imagine it in my head, what a Detroit uh, strut looks like. I almost said Detroit slut, but I know what those look like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Vivid images of that. Let's see. Ooh, bless oh, you. gazooned myself. Uh, 4,200 sats from Johnny Poutseed. Johnny Poutseed. Oh, uh, Johnny. Out of uh, Fountain. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, great guest. Deep talks made me ponder a lot, says Johnny. Uh, so Thanks, thank Johnny. Appreciate, appreciate you. Oh, and then he comes in with another 4,200 sats. Out of Fountain again, saying Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry well, Christmas. Uh, 69, 69 then coming in. Woo! 69! 69, dudes! Uh, that's from our buddy Hey Citizen. Oh, thanks, Hey Citizen. He is uh, digging into the back catalog a little bit. He's listening to episode 210, You're Eating Peen. It's a great uh, title, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we, by the way, for those who are new or to the format or... Uh, don't know what the fuck it's the episode title's all about. Uh, we directly stole that move from Hog Story, where we uh, look in the Google voicemail transcripts and just find something that was mistranscribed and pull it totally out of context. Um, yeah, because we just love that format that they had, and it sure beats like coming up with a relevant title every week. Yeah. We just find something funny and uh, mistranscribed, which because the transcription bot is so inaccurate, it uh, gives you a lot of material to work with. Yeah, they're always hilarious. That's right. Anyway, hey, Citizen, he's coming in from Podverse, and he says, follow me on OnlyFans to see my daily pumps. <laughs> uh, Where's the link? Yeah, I got no URL. <laughs> I'll where put it we... in the show notes for you. <laughs> yeah, where are we going? I, I, I'll, I'll see daily pumps if they're from hey, Citizen. Uh, three, two, one, zero. That's coming in from N4VX at a CurioCaster. He boosted the live tag 33 minutes ago, my friends. Oh, nice. And, Thanks. Uh, yes, thank you. He says, boost the lit. 
Yeah. That's exactly how you do it. You got to boost the lit. The lit is the shit. Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat. That's his calling card for when we go live. And uh, he's coming out of Boost CLI with that. No note, just the boost. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Harv Hat. Then we got a big bad boost from Rev Cyber Trucker. How about that coming in? He is out of fountain here, it looks like. And uh, he says, sorry, I'm trying to squint. I've got a headache from squinting because I took my contacts out. Oh. So squint some more. Make uh, your head hurt more. I know, right? That's what I do. Uh, 50,000 sats out of fountain. He says, boost. Boost. Thank you, Rev. So that is much appreciated, Rev Cyber Trucker. We also uh, pulled a fast one on him by going at the regular time, even though we had promised that uh, we were going to be late starting today. Surprise. So we had to squeal into a parking lot and get that uh, metal moment recorded, but. Uh, he did it with plenty of time to spare. It's already uploaded and uh, under the warmer, staying warm for us. He broke some metal moment records, I think. Yeah. With the speed was, of delivery. That's what I was hearing. <laughs> Super woof. Boost. Uh, thank you. Uh, seven, 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 seven from Bully Steed. Big jackpot Woo. there out of Fountain. Bully. And uh, Bully says candy cane boost, sorting Aww. hat music. Thanks, Bully Steed. Fantastic. Yeah, I think she liked your intro as much as I did. It was a fun one. Yeah, it was great. Great stuff. Uh, this looks like a stay a while boost from N4VX, so we will uh, credit that on the upcoming Ablecraft. We appreciate that. Uh, and I guess it's a great time to invite anybody who hasn't heard our album Stay a While to uh, pull it up on any podcasting 2.0 app and uh, listen a while. You can uh, hear that. This is the one-year anniversary of our album release. Uh, Coming up this Saturday, so that'll be the kind of theme or the topic of the Ablecraft coming up. Appreciate that. Uh, 11,111 sats from Servo out of CurioCaster. Woo, thanks, Servo. Appreciate you. Then another jackpot boost, 7777 sats. That's from uh, NA Millennial. All right. Thank you, Nom. Nom's coming in from Fountain. I'm Nom Nom. Uh... (laughs) He said, Roa Candy Canes, may your 2023 burn ever brighter. Oh, thank you. And uh, we have the bowl blessing here for you as well. Where is the bowl blessing? I know it's in here somewhere. I know it's in here somewhere. May your bowls burn ever brighter. There you go. Uh, 6666 sats from who other than Boobery. Boobs. Comes in from Podverse. And uh, our buddy Boobery says, word on the street is... And you didn't hear this from me, that it's so fucking easy. <laughs> he oh, is referring, boobs. I believe, uh, to chapters and being a goddamn wizard. And uh, yeah, that's the beauty of being a wizard, man. You make it look easy and uh, it seems easy. It feels easy. And then you go around telling people, hey, even a retard like me can do it. And they go, oh, no, you're a smart guy, though. And uh, yeah, we all do it. We all do it, man. Tell you what. Tell you what, it's it's uh it's more like the visions that I have of what I want, versus like the the arduous journey to get there. Um, oftentimes I let the uh, perfect be the enemy of the good, mm. instead of just biting off a little nibble at a time and uh, you know, at one least, little chunk, one little chunk. At least you're self aware. <laughs> you can work on this, you know. Yeah. And take a step back and appreciate more. I think it's just time management, you know. 
I go like these roller coaster things like this week, I just bite off way more than I can chew. And then like, I get to the end of it and I look back and I'm like, yeah, I kicked a lot of ass. But then on my downtime, I just want to soak up the downtime. And I'm like, you know what? Now this week I'm doing fucking nothing. And I think that maybe there's this middle ground that I need to work on. Maybe that's my goal for 2023 is like, Stop going so crazy on some weeks and then stop going so lazy on other weeks. I'm like crazy to lazy, crazy to lazy. And maybe I could find some sort of a groove to get in where it's more sustainable, you know? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just thinking out loud. This is just coming to me in real time. Uh, But rather than thinking out loud, you know what I like doing is thanking out loud. And I thank all of you dearly, uh, all you bowlers who send in your value and uh, show your support. And it really means a lot to us. And we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's we'll be, right. We'll be talking to you uh, before the New Year hits, but uh, uh, we always love the support, so we really appreciate that. Thank you all. And if you don't want to send treasure or you're not, uh, you haven't figured out the boostograms yet, which you will if you put your mind to it. That's right. There's easier ways to contribute value. You can pass the bowl, like we already mentioned, to someone who you think might enjoy it. Or you can leave a voicemail. Every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, just in time for the holidays, we want to hear about the first time you ever ruined Christmas. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of We will play it. We won't screen it. And if you're voice shy or have poor reception or something, you can uh, text us. Text messages are welcome and received. And so are picture messages. Messaging rates do apply. You know, they always say that kind of shit if they ever ask you to text anything as though you're too stupid to know how much a text costs you to send. Yeah. And as though, like... As though there's no unlimited plans now. Yeah, everyone gets texts. Unlimited, like, you just send texts. This isn't, like, fucking 2004 (laughs) where you're paying a nickel every text or whatever it was. But I remember. Oh, my God. I remember. You'd have, like, unlimited night texting and weekend texting, and then you'd have to pay, like... You'd only have, like, 500 texts during the weekdays. Mm. I didn't have a good plan like that, but that... uh, You should write this on the first time I ever list. First time I ever sent a text. Ooh. But that's not the topic for tonight. I'll have to write write it down. down. What the fuck is my... I can write it down, too. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, I guess it's not really my time to find it, right? No. uh, It's uh, my time to do this other thing. We like to do a little segment called... Uh, Don, Casey Hoddle on Twitter, uh, actually just re- tweet, re- tweet replied out of nowhere. Now I got my toots and tweets crossed, but, uh, uh, <laughs> during this week he was, somebody has said like the difference between on-chain and off-chain, somebody was publishing, I think it was Stacker News, had some article like that. And he just commented like, every time I see on-chain, off-chain, I'm reminded of bull after bull, on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, <laughs> shit, stain second. <laughs> Nice. It works. Uh, just cracked me up. Yeah, it's uh stuck in your head. That's what that's the whole point, right? 
Association. Association. I mean, as soon as uh, as soon as I had to start talking about it all the time, that's why that's I just think of that every time. So I'm just uh, infecting everybody else with the same mind virus, I believe. That's the goal, anyway. That's the goal. If I got to deal with this shit, then you can deal with it with me. That's my attitude, anyway. Uh, fixing the node where the sats come in, just like uh, Hey Citizen said. And I did reflash the son of a bitch. Oh, you did. I've been you... threatening to do that for weeks. That's what I was going to say. Um, How long did that take? You know, it was only about 40 minutes total. It oh, was wow. like the quickest reflash that I've done so far. And uh, yeah, everything seems to be working. I'm trying to be minimalist about the setup post-flash. Uh, now, when you reflash your node... Basically, you just take a, what I do is I take a new SD card. You can, though it's not recommended, just overwrite the same SD card with a new uh, a new rasp, uh, Raspi Blitz image in my case, because I run a Raspi Blitz, but a, a new uh, operating system image on your SD card and then pop that in your Raspberry Pi and just turn it on again. And that's just like, if you manage to somehow fuck up your setup especially the system files and different things in the operating system, then you're starting fresh with a totally new build and you turn it on and boot up and it starts with defaults and it sees, oh, hey, you have a, uh, a hard drive over here, your, S, uh, your SDD, SSD, whatever the fuck the acronym is. It's all alphabet soup. It sees your, S, uh, your SSD and it goes, oh, hey, look, there's data over here. Would you like to restore your node from all this data that we see and you go yeah please and then it puts on all your uh, apps that you've installed previously through uh raspy blitz you can add to the scripts maybe any custom stuff you do but i am too i don't know unmotivated i guess is the most proper word i'm not motivated enough to add the couple of custom things i do to the script so every time i reflash then i need to Add the boost bot back on. I need to make a system D service so that I can just launch that and have it run. Um, some of you might recall that the old way I used to do that was to just run it in a screen, which over the long term just isn't the most reliable, best way to handle that. And uh, what else do I have to do? Oh, I have to put the bowling ball sound back into Helipad. I did have to, again, change the owner of the database. For some reason, when I reflash, Helipad, the database owner is like fucking Sphinx. Mm. The Sphinx user, for some reason. And so it fucks up because Helipad is the one that's trying to write new boosts that it sees to the database, but then it gets a permissions error because it's not the owner. That's nah, a nightmare. So I had to change the owner of the database. I had to add the bowling pin sounds back in. And then, of course, I have to reactivate tunnel sats uh, so that I can have hybrid mode going. But really, all in all, it's, pr it's pretty laid back. It's not that bad. I'm getting better at it the more often I have to do it. But uh, also noticed, it's it's been out for a little over two weeks now, but LND has yet another patch. So they're on 0.15.5, and I updated to that as well. I crushed on forwards today, so everything... Hopefully, knock on wood, should be back to uh, where it was. Nice. Um, and that's after, God, this week was the worst for clo force closes. I've had 
I've averaged about seven force closed channels a week. So Ooh. basically I'm getting force closed on every goddamn day Jeez. in December uh, until now. So the reflashing, I think, was what the doctor ordered. We'll see. We'll wait and see and hang on. But uh, I will be looking to organize probably a couple of rings of fire to get some channel capacity back up, especially inbound. And by the way, just to repitch a value proposition, if you run a node yourself and you open to the bowl a channel, that's another way to give value to the bowl. It gives us inbound capacity, so you don't necessarily have to donate yourself all of those sats but if you open a channel to us and give us inbound uh, liquidity then we can receive sats from anyone else in the network um and right now i'm kind of outbound heavy so just saying that's a great value proposition there's a big hole in my node where uh zero free routing used to live with a massive 10 million sat inbound channel so uh that breaks my heart Mm. breaks my heart and the ellen big i think guy um yeah how'd that work out it's okay uh it started flowing sats a little bit once he lowered his fees remember we talked to zero fee routing and he had just uh lowered his fees right when we sat down so there was still a trick it wasn't really a lot of action coming in from his channel but god damn, it's like at least twice as much just to get the channel initiated as it was with zero fee. So it's just too expensive. It's too cost prohibitive yeah. for our purposes. Like, uh, I think I paid, I don't know, versus what I got, I probably paid a hundred times more than what streamed in through that channel before it force closed. So Oof. no, no, no. I probably won't be doing that again. Not anything against him too. It's just not the right use case for us. Uh, yeah that particular setup. So um, probably more of a industrial type setup where you're just getting in huge payments all the time um, versus micro streaming uh, the sats like we do. I had to turn my umbral off this week. Ah, <laughs> yeah. How did that go? Fine. Off and on. Uh, we had network issues again. Yeah. We were jiggling all handles. In the bowl. That's right. Yeah, it was just like certain websites not able to open or load or anything. And we looked at each other. What did we do last time? We turned the umbrella off and on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it ended up being, well, I don't know exactly what it ended up being. But uh, because there was a wireless and wired network problem at the beginning, but it resolved and then it just ended up coming down to me resetting the switch downstairs. But the switch doesn't affect the wireless stuff so i don't i still don't know like 100 percent what happened there but you know network stuff man that's my big blind spot i don't know how fucking packets run around on a local network I'm like how do i even start to troubleshoot this shit i'm just unplugging things and replugging them that's my troubleshooting yep <laughs> uh network thing which is you know when you call into the office they don't know shit about networks either when you call your isp they're like oh. uh unplug the cable Okay, now, did the light turn off? Okay, I'll wait 10 seconds. Like, I did this. I did this twice, but okay. My favorite is when they're like, well, this is outside of my scope of knowledge, but our guy will call you in five days. Oh, God. And it's like, five days? Yeah. I don't have five days to wait. Yeah, you can't. I will figure this out then. <laughs> when you work online, it's like, uh, and you kind of need this to work fucking now. Five days comes and goes, and you hear from no one. Nah, it's crickets, man. They yep. never call you. Nope. 
Never called me when they promise. Uh, around the world in the, let's say, uh, Bert Kern news, a little Bitcoin saddy news for you. Uh, everybody is hand-wringing, uh, rightfully so, and pissed off about this Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act, mm. which was announced the day after our last bull uh, in the U.S. Senate. Uh, among, other, among other things, it requires developers to register identity and t- obtain a license. Uh, it censors and surveils users, bans privacy tools. Uh, nothing, by the way, about this bill is going to prevent the next FTX or anything. Uh, in fact, it puts users at more risk. And that's typical Senate retard bullshit. And you can guess who's behind it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, of course. Elizabeth, Crypto. Elizabeth fucking Warren. One of the dumbest, most useless senators in the whole Senate, which is really saying something because all of these fuckers are just wastes of time and space. But uh, it is a bipartisan bill introduced by uh, Senator Warren and Senator Marshall out of Kansas, another real winner there. Um, pretty direct attack on uh, freedom and privacy, if you ask me. It, uh, among other things, it would also force anyone who helps maintain public blockchain infrastructure either through software development or validating transactions on the network to register as a financial institution. <laughs> so is that like everybody who fucking operates a node? Come on. Uh, as a financial institution, they would be obligated to identify and record the personal information of every person who uses their software or sends transactions over the internet over their internet-connected computers. Uh, a lot of this can't even be fucking done. Right. Um... It requires you to develop risk-calibrated AML programs that block persons from using their software or network uh, throughput if they suspect those people are moving funds related to crime. (laughs) And uh, file reports fuck you about their users without a warrant, government request, or probable cause as the trigger. No. No. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit if or when or uh, if this ever becomes law. Fuck you. This is a non-starter for me. It's a non-starter for them too. They can't enforce that. I mean, uh, they, they've just—they're just out of their motherfucking minds with power. They just want to get their protection money, you know, and they're doing it uh, every way they can, every way they can. And it's not going to work. Give me a break, man. This is the thing we've seen with weed that uh, you just—you can't stamp it out with a hammer, you know. There's too many, There's too many little people running around. You can play whack-a-mole all you want. Uh, same thing was largely true with um, pri- uh, piracy. Remember, piracy was this huge fucking issue in the early aughts, and they started playing whack-a-mole, and they would just, like, grab random people for these random crimes. Uh, disproportionately, everyone and their fucking dog was downloading music, and yep. still is. Um, And then they rolled out these beefy regulations, and they started just rounding people up for headlines. You know, and they just ruin like a select few people's lives via the whack-a-mole process. And, and meanwhile, everybody was downloading fucking music and they never stopped shit. The way that that finally ended was iTunes rolling out this easier way to actually pay for shit. And then that became massively popular and a little bit more popular than the piracy option, but never went away. And that's the thing. You can't regulate. It's just like the weed thing. You know, Nixon started this goddamn war on drugs. 
and Anslinger before him in the 30s. And pot hasn't gone anywhere. So these people are out of their fucking minds if they think they can ban all this shit. Um, another thing is that uh, these newly classified crypto infrastructure financial institutions that uh, are forced to register force this dick. Uh, they would be banned from making any transactions involving pi- uh, privacy tools like Tornado Cash or similar privacy software. Mm-hmm. Or using any privacy-preserving cur- cryptocurrencies altogether, like Zcash or Monero, irrespective of any evidence of criminality referred to these transactions. So, you just want to be private? No, banned. Give me a break, man. It's a joke. Do your fucking worst, Senator Warren. Uh, in some not-as-bleak news, <laughs> uh, Jack Dorsey gave 14 bitcoins, a little over 14 bitcoin grant, to uh, Noster, the open source distributed communication protocol, whose goal is kind of a censorship-resistant Twitter replacement. And I've been hearing chitter-chatter about Noster lately, uh, which was, of course, amplified by the big uh, Dorsey Grant. Specifically, he uh, donated 14 Bitcoin plus uh, some change. 14.17171699 14.17171699 for those uh, doing the accounting at home. So a little over a quarter million dollars in fiat terms. Uh, Noster aims to be the simplest open protocol that's able to create a censorship-resistant global social network once and for all. So that is a lofty goal, and I'm interested to try that. I might try that out while I'm uh, having my chill week or whatever. Maybe I can uh, not get too lazy and do some digging on Noster set that up uh doesn't rely on trusted central servers so it's resilient based on cryptographic keys and signatures so it's tamper proof doesn't rely on p2p techniques therefore it works (laughs) that's the write-up that i'm reading here so um this grant was given to uh (laughs) friend of the show i say tongue-in-cheek uh fiat joff you might remember i railed against his uh uh, total shitting upon the value for value model because mm. he just didn't understand it and he couldn't get uh, essentially he couldn't get Keeson to work on a node and so he said value for value doesn't work. Is that the chicken suit guy? That is not the chicken suit guy as oh. far as I know. Who's the chicken suit guy? The guy who's like value for value doesn't work because I would have to put on a chicken suit oh. if that's what my listeners wanted me to do. Yes, that is the chicken and suit say, bok, guy. Bok. No, he was saying that the chicken suit was better. Oh. Because, <laughs> uh, like, a streamer can put a chicken suit on and gain attention or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, we Silly. don't really see eye to eye on the on the value for value thing, let's say. But um, he is uh, one of the guys heading one uh, foundation, <laughs> the Fiat Joff Noster Foundation, FNF. But in what I consider somewhat classy move, the first act of his foundation was to take that grant take all the funds and he split it in half and sent half to a different Noster development foundation. So uh, he says there are now not one, but two competing Noster foundations with different leaderships that are both funded uh, by Jack's donation. So uh, that's kind of cool just to kind of separate uh, dev teams and concerns and, and the uh, grant money. Don't let one foundation be a dominant force, but Hey, Maybe they're just both on the same team at this point. Who knows? May just be a uh, 
may just be a what do you call that? Just a don't know. Yeah, just a, just for looks, you know, just for show. Just like, oh, this looks nice. I gave half to my buddy over here because we're competitors. Uh, but I definitely want to check out Noster. It's interesting. Um, basically, all the money is going to be used for bounties to improve and develop up on the Noster platform. Speaking of bounties, Breeze Wallet announced a bounty for Sats card integration. They're going to give you 5 million Sats if you can come up with... Uh, integrating, initializing the card and unsealing the card slots for sweeping WIFs. And uh, we're looking, uh, says they're looking for full integration on iOS and Android. For uh, 5 million sats, by the way, donated by the CoinKite team. Those guys are very generous uh, when it comes to bounties and giveaways and stuff. And uh, they're giving away 5 million sats for a complete iOS and Android implementation of sats card. Hmm. So that's interesting. Finally, my last story here, uh, in a curious little discovery, Bitcoin addresses tied to the bankrupt Canadian exchange Quadrica CX move Bitcoin thought to be lost. And where did it move to? It moved to Wasabi CoinJoin. Nothing sketchy there at all. Over 100 Bitcoin connected to the now defunct Canadian cryptocurrency exchange Quadrica CX were transferred out of cold wallets that were believed to be out of reach. And the majority of these funds, about 70 Bitcoin almost, appear to have gone th- to Wasabi. Oh. Uh, mixing around, never to be seen again. So, fantastic. Good luck for that. A lot of people lost their ass. Uh, Quadrica CX filed for bankruptcy in 2019 after the alleged death of its CEO, Gerald Cotton, and was believed to owe customers around $220 million Oof. worth of vario- uh, various cryptocurrencies. And the trustee, the bankruptcy trustee there, announced in 2019 that uh, it had lost control of about 100 Bitcoin because they sent the coin to a Quadrica-operated cold wallet that they said they had no access to, and it's remained untouched until last Friday when it all went, uh, well, when a big chunk of it, let's say, went to Wasabi CoinJoin. So Hmm. it's on the move. (laughs) We have the receipts. We can watch it move around the... Wallets in question are here, uh, according to this CoinDesk article. So you can uh, you can watch those funds go, but where are they going? No one is going to know. Nobody's going to know. So yeah, interesting, interesting happenings this week. Plenty of shit stains. Eh? Plenty of shit stains. Not <laughs> enough cocaine. Nah, never enough. Oh well, what are you going to do? Well, there might be enough in this next story. Almost thirty-three million in the United States to face severe winter storms. No, oh, wrong kind of snow. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. Well, it's uh, crazy because you know how journalistic organizations, they have to make a search result headline versus the actual headline. And then they have a little description about their article also that they have to punch in when they're like publishing these things online. Yeah, you know there's like those three different components. So 33 million was on their um, headline in the search results. Gotcha. But when you click on the headline, the headline becomes boring. Bomb cyclone storm could bring deadly winter weather to U.S. And then the tagline under it says, an estimated 50 million Americans. <laughs> okay. And it's uh, that number gets thrown around for the whole article. 
So they keep citing 50 million, 50 million but it's 33 million in the headline, which and, is a in, smaller number. It's like they went down to get the 33. Yeah. In the search result headline. Uh, you know, understand what I'm saying? How they have a headline on the article. Yeah. Which is the headline. Right. But then there's like, they have to write something for the search results. And they went with the 33 million, which I don't see in the article. They must know that you're out there trolling for 33 stories. They're like, hey. (laughs) They do this just for me. We want the bold (laughs) to talk about this snow upcoming. Talk about the snow. They know you're a sucker for talking about snow, let's say. She loves the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I already go. 33. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They weirded me out. Thanks, Guardian. They're on to you. That was the Guardian. The Guardian is on to you. Ah. Fucking spooks over there. Mm-hmm. More spooks. A Thai warship sinks in severe weather, leaving 33 crew members missing. That was from CNN. Uh-oh. Uh, a better headline would have been that 75 crew members were rescued. You know? It's a bigger number, too. Bigger number and a happier ending. Yeah. But you open the article... <laughs> And it says only 31 crew members are missing. Oh. So I don't know if they're just, they just don't update the headline and that was an update that came in. Hey, we found two of them. They're okay. Uh, or what's going on there? They just but, love the 33, man. Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, it's a, that was a crazy story. There's some video of the ship too. I guess it, the ship's like 40 years old. It was built in America and commissioned into the Thai Navy in 1987. Mm. So uh, it tilted in the wind, and then a bunch of water went into the exhaust pipe, shut down the electrical system, and then they just had total system failure. Couldn't pump the water out. Damn it. Yeah. No bueno. Not what you want. No, not at all. Uh 33 Taliban militants were killed at a Pakistan police station. Oof. RIP. Yep. 10 to 15 uh, military officers were injured in that process. So uh, they referred to them as hostage takers, too, in some other articles in the headline. 33 hostage takers killed. So I guess they had hostages. Hey, one man's hostage taker is another man's hostage maker. That's right. <laughs> Someday I'll make a hostage out of you. <laughs> yeah. Hands Karma. Up. Hands up. You take someone, we take you. Yeah. And finally, just a fun one because, wow, that was dark. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> a 33-year-old Victorville man was out on bail for DUI and got arrested again for DUI in the same area. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Great work. Yeah, so because that happened, he had his vehicle impounded for 30 days. But it was another sight and release, so I think he's out. Hopefully he'll just call a friend for a ride next time. Right, yeah, phone a friend, come on. Yeah, and unfortunately in Oklahoma, 33 people coofed into a coffin this oh week. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, shit. There was also a story... Out of the Carolinas, about a 33-year-old woman who had a heart attack. And I saw that uh, around this time last year, there's a 33-year-old woman that had a heart attack. You know how they're trying to play, like, oh, holiday heart attacks is a thing that happens. Oh, yeah. Ho, ho, heart attack. Yeah, that's the angle of these articles, too. So, don't know. Normalize heart attacks. Yeah. uh, It was a big lady. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not trying to normalize... Big ladies. 
<laughs> Let's go behind the curtain. I don't want to normalize that. I like that. I'm into oh, that. Gosh. Uh, let's go back here. No, I'm just saying, you know, diet's important. It's important. Important. That's right. You know what's also important? What's up? Reading Brittany Griner's first public statement since oh, she got back home. Totally. Yeah, Brittany. Making moves, saying things on the gram. It's, it's official. Cause oh, it is that her public statement? Instagram post. Instagram yeah. post. Yeah. See, now I see. I love it. I see this article pop up about her first public statement. You from, think it's like a press conference or a press release yes. or something with press in it? I'm like, let's listen to that deep voice over a microphone and hear her talk and like see her cry and whatever. You know, I'm ready. Uh, this came out from Rolling Stone. No, it's just a gram post. I couldn't believe it. It's a picture of the plane fucking, with her getting off the plane. Sounds about fucking right to me. I was able, because of this post <laughs> and reading it, you remember how there was one name that her wife thanked last week and it was Mickey it, with no last name. So we were yeah. just like, ah, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Which works. It totally works. Right. Uh, it was Mickey Bergman of the Richardson Center. Ah, okay. So working with Bill Richardson, which is why the names were together. Um, this guy is also a professor at Georgetown University, uh, doing like foreign negotiation negotiations and stuff. And boy, he has been featured as an expert on the mainstream media a lot. So spooky. Oh boy. Yep. And another noteworthy thing from this <laughs> Instagram post of a first public statement, uh, President Biden was on her list of people to thank. Remember how Sherelle left him off, just went straight to the vice president? Yes. Yeah, the dusty man was on the list. And there was a line that had people up in arms where Brittany said, President Biden, you brought me home and I know you are committed to bringing Paul Whelan and all Americans home too. I will use my platform to do whatever I can to help you. Why do you think people would be upset about that? Uh, I don't know. Because she name-dropped Paul Whelan and didn't name-drop Mark Fogel. Ah, uh, yeah. But she said Paul Whelan and all Americans. Well, you know, there's only so much you can do. I feel like with those kind of things, you're always fucked. It's like when I try to list uh, podcasts and shows that uh, I'm friends with, you know? Right. Like, you just can't win. Like, you automatically set yourself up for a loss because you're going to forget somebody and then people are going to be like, dude, you fucking asshole. But she didn't make a list. She name-dropped one name. Right. I felt like that. She that's... said name and everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was fair. And you can't leave Paul Whelan out after the one or none BS. Yeah, I mean, he was the, the guy, right? Yeah. He was like the guy number two that would have been coming if He was number was one until she got locked up. Yeah. Allegedly. And people started uh, giving a shit or something. Something. Oh, spooky John Kirby was on the news making the rounds with the release of Griner. And he had something to say about Mark Fogel. So enlightening. 
I decided to clip it. I want to ask about Mark Fogel because he's a U.S. teacher. He, he's taught in Russia for, I think, more than a decade, roughly a decade or so. He was taken into custody in August of last year, also coming through an airport there, had uh, medical marijuana with him that was prescribed by a doctor because of injuries and surgeries that he's been through. He's been sentenced to 14 years. He obviously doesn't have the name recognition or the celebrity of a Brittany Griner, but he's been held on similar charges for longer than she has. Why wasn't he part of this conversation or this deal? There's a, a limit in, in this particular case uh, about what I can say publicly. Uh, I can tell you we're obviously mindfulness, of course, uh, but there are some constraints here in terms of what we can say uh, uh, publicly. Uh, I, I can just broadly say uh, that w- when it comes to wrongful detentions uh, of Americans around the world, overseas, whether it's Russia or anywhere else, uh, we're going to work as hard as we can to, to get them home. So it's like he has the same talking point that Corrine Jean-Pierre dropped at the Griner press conference last Friday or two Fridays ago that we talked about in the bowl, Mm -hmm. where it's like they're saying, well, there's some cases where we cannot say anything about it. Hmm, what's that about? (laughs) We just can't address it at all. Uh, It's what I would like to tell the press. I can't talk about it because uh, reasons. Oh, I'd like to tell the press I plead the fifth, but... (laughs) Talk to the hand. Yeah, there's been a lot of op-eds coming out from Pennsylvania reps or, you know, representatives um, still asking that Mark Fogel be granted wrongful detainment status, because why not? Yeah, that's just a a declaration, right? That's just like a a stamp on a piece of paper. He had his medical card. He had his medicine with him. If he's so top of mind and all this whatever the fuck. Yeah, front of butt, you know. No, instead, they just can't talk about it at all, which to me just feels like they're saying, hey, shut up about it. Yeah, quit asking me this shit. Stop bringing him up. We don't want to talk about it. (laughs) We just can't, okay? He's not on the list. He doesn't work for us. He's just a teacher. Kind of a spooky teacher, you know, working in the embassies and stuff, but whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Biden, the dusty man himself issued a notice continuing a national emergency. What national emergency? Uh, Global illicit drug trafficking. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was Executive Order 14059, issued December 15th of 2021. And so he's just continuing this year-old executive order for another year, just extending it, you know? Kicking Kicking the emergency down the road. Yeah, you know how it goes. International drug trafficking writes here, including the illicit production, global sale, and widespread distribution of illegal drugs. Wow, who would have guessed? The rise of extremely potent drugs such as fentanyl and other synthetic opioids, as well as the growing role of internet-based drug sales, continues to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States. That would make a great t-shirt. Internet-based drug sales. Yeah. (laughs) So based. Only the most based drug sales happen on the internet. That's right. (laughs) Always have. Uh, An interesting thing happened on the Department of Veterans Affairs website this week. They uploaded a new course for training. Okay. Uh, let me see what it's titled. I couldn't access it because I don't have credentials to log in. Uh, I really wanted to watch it. The State of the Science on Cannabis Use Disorder. 
Cud. Oh, shit. I remember Cud. Yeah. I've also seen Mud for marijuana use disorder. Cannabis use disorder. Also known as Cud. Yes, Cud. But I was intrigued to see this popping up on uh, the VA training site because it's like, ooh, are you going to... You're going to start talking to vets about getting a medical card, maybe? Hmm. Getting medicine? Um, I don't see anything here about like PTSD treatment or whatever in the little two-sentence write-up about what this course will cover. It looks like it's really just focused on use disorder. Which, hey, if you can't talk to the vets about pot, you shouldn't be able to talk to them about it at all. Whether you think they are uh, abusing it. Or just using it for because it helps. I don't know. That's my thought on it. The FDA sent out their second round of warning letters to CBD companies this week. Oh, and man. three were left on there. One being the Kansas City-based CBD shaman. I was like, what are you doing? you got to reply to that letter. The American shaman? <laughs> oh, yeah, American shaman. <laughs> hey, he's probably busy, man. He's got other things going on. That's Slinging the CBD, man. Fucking talking to the DEA. If uh, not worth his time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see how long they can kick that can down the road before someone comes a knocking. But yeah, they elaborated on their complaints from last time. So they said like food additives require pre-market approval, and then they listed all the things that they've added CBD to that are sold in that shop. It's a lot like, of things. Yeah, it is. Uh, CBD not approved for use in conventional food, which harkens back to all those things. Lollipops, candy, gummies, cookies, sparkling tea, sparkling water, coffee, honey sticks, honey products. Yeah. And uh, God, then they mentioned- fuck off already with it. Oh, it's also not approved for use in animal food. So then they got to list off all the pet food, pet treats- um, yeah. and giving, you know how giving a shit about nanny state letters is not approved. How about that? Asshole DEAs. Yeah. What a bunch of jerks, man. Um, because they wrote on their gummies, adult gummy candy, the perfect way to satisfy your sweet tooth. That's what some of the gummies say on the package. Sure. And they said, well, if it's to satisfy your sweet tooth, then you're trying to pitch it as a conventional food product and so it could be mistakenly ingested as a regular gummy not something that contains cbd (laughs) i know it but it literally their products are called like c fucking dumb cbd gummy cbd energy gummy cbd it's right on the packaging you know american shaman cbd is like the big bold logo on everything yeah these guys are just picking away at little fucking threads dude i know um, you know, when you claim that CBD calms stress, regulates heartbeat and blood pressure, or eases joint discomfort, well, you can't do that because the FDA hasn't said so yet. Fuck you know, the just, FDA. It's just Simon says and Simon hasn't said nothing. Even though there's plenty of studies out there you can link to. <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit it's what just the gross. FDA says, man. Oh, I'm less apt to believe it if the FDA said it happened. The American shaman don't care either. Good for him, man. <laughs> he should continue to not give a fuck. What a bunch of clowns, man. Massachusetts, speaking of clowns, became the first legal pot state to add AAA's cannabis curriculum to driver's ed. 
Nice. Yeah. Oh, you want to know what they uh, titled this program? Uh, I got to know. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about the blunt truth about marijuana and driving. Oh, uh, with the puns. Shifting gears. The blunt truth. <laughs> Shifting gears, the blunt truth. Yeah, and you know, uh, some knowledge bombs that they drop, I clipped one. Unfortunately, many people don't understand that marijuana is just as dangerous as alcohol. Did you know that? Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> many people don't understand. But then they have nothing to back up that claim. Right. So, statistics cited, please. What? Any source. In deaths. Even ugh, even in causal traffic accidents compared mar- marijuana to alcohol. You have to be absolutely retarded to even believe that. They're pitching this to kids. You have to do like the 30 hours of class time or whatever before you can start driving and go for your license. In Massachusetts, at least. Did you have driver's ed? Like a class you had to sit through? Nope. For a couple of weeks? Oh. No huh. fucking way, man. Missouri's way cooler. Driver's ed was like 60 hours on the road with your parents or 100 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Well, we had to attend a class on top of that. So this is like the video they play in class. Blech. Class. So stupid. That's what I had to say to class. Blech. Oh, yeah. That's another uh, moneymaker for As an adult government. educator, I say Blech to class. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, they, um, it's interesting. The vocal fry was really hard to get through. I listened to the whole thing, the whole curriculum. But they start off by talking about active versus inactive THC. Because you know how if you were to get a, you know, DNA test done or whatever, a swab, a pee test, blood draw, and you've smoked weed in the past, couple weeks it's gonna be in there the thc yep it's gonna pop you yep so they talk about well that's inactive you know but active is like you just smoked you get in the car to drive or whatever and then she goes on to talk about thc impairment and the only statistic they cited was like oh well you know when we did uh, toxicology tests on people that were in car accidents like 16 percent of them popped positive for thc and I'm like, Is lady, you, but you just explained that you're going to pop positive for it even if you weren't driving under the influence. So she drops so, that there's uh, this inactive thing that you can still pop. And then I would be interested to know that like uh, what the what the active smoking population is, because 16 percent seems low to me. It you did. Know? It did seem low. You would have to. In order to say that 16% popping positive in these, uh, whatever, injury wrecks or whatever, bad wrecks, in order to have some kind of correlative case to make, you would have to say that, oh, only 5% or 3% of the population smokes actively, but 16% are tested positive in the... No, that doesn't... That That's like making a case against what you're trying to say. Exactly. These people are if fucking you, stupid, dude. If you listen and follow along with the logic, that's what the whole thing did. It didn't make a case, especially with that claim saying weed is just as dangerous as alcohol. Oh, it's the most pathetic claim I've ever heard. Yeah. Weed's just as dangerous. And there's a part where... Weed's not even as dangerous as your mother. Give me a break, dude. They have a, a character who comes on, a man... <laughs> And he claims to be law enforcement. I don't know. He could be an actor. You know, I didn't. 
sure. they don't like drop his full name or anything, so I didn't verify his identity. Uh, but he's in a a class video, so like actor seems more likely to me. And he says something along the lines of, "People think that when you're high." You drive 15 miles per hour under the speed limit, but that's just not true. Every time I pull someone over that's high, they're going 15 over. And I'm like, okay, citation needed again. And how do you know they're high? Yeah. And how many people are you pulling over that are going 15 under? <laughs> you check it. Yeah, seriously. So that was fun. Newsflash m- many people drive 15 over. Yeah. Most people drive five over. That's right. But a great deal of people drive 15 over every once in a while. And those are the ones you're pulling over. So that's going to be your, you know, sample group. Yeah, exactly. What do they say? Eight, you're great. Nine, you're mine. That's what a uh, Missouri State Highway Patrolman told our high school class of American government one time. Yeah. It's good to know. We got a saying up at uh, Highway Patrol, eight, you're great, nine, you're mine. Good to know. So that's very interesting, sir. In New York... Governor Kathy Hochul signed S-8496, a bill promoting industrial hemp. Uh, This calls upon the Agriculture Commissioner to work with the New York State Hemp Work Group, which is a thing, and other industry stakeholders, of course, to develop and promote the use of hemp for businesses, specifically focusing on packaging and construction the big goal here would be to replace plastic with hemp, which would be pretty cool, but that's I'm going to say going to take quite a while. Yeah, it seems expensive, too. And they talked about also eventually getting to the point where clothes are being made from hemp, too. I think all of that is cool, but yeah. uh, with the caveat that, you know, to the, mar- the market is what needs to decide that uh, hemp needs to replace all plastics, you know. It's exactly. Not, it's not just going to happen because you force it in. Right, like, let's not mandate it. Right, it has to make economic <laughs> sense. Uh, I was thinking about... It has to be viable. States where Now, you could plastic... incentivize it or, you know, yeah. do different things, but... States that have banned plastic bags, yeah. Mm, yeah. And then, <laughs> imagine if you had to buy a hemp bag. <laughs> buy our luxurious $20 reusable hemp bag. It's been a while, but the last, like, hemp-only, like, pure hemp t-shirt that I was wearing... Felt a little, uh, I don't know, thick. Mm-hmm. There's a certain certain thing you get with cotton. Now they make like some really nice hemp cotton blend, yeah, clothing that feels fantastic. But uh, 100% pure hemp stuff, it kind of feels a little heavy or like uh, sweaty. Yeah, I was gonna say I have like a hemp purse, but it's kind of burlappy. Sure. Yeah. No, that's. It's, I would not want to wear scratchy clothes made out of that form. It just depends on you know how it's done, but. Yeah. There's something that uh, cotton has in its cool comfort, like moisture-wicking properties, that uh, it's hard to replicate, especially at the at the cost. For sure. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what New York does. <laughs> hemp, hemp for everyone, and no exceptions. <laughs> I could see it. New York. New York could do it. Could do yeah. it. Yeah. And, they... and uh, not to knock on hemp. I'm a big fan of hemp. Yeah, totally. Hemp for victory. Uh, feds are investigating some drug planting allegations involving NYPD officers. There Mm. were two separate incidents caught on video (laughs) in 2018. Uh, but as these 
the guys who had the weed planted in their vehicles kept trying to appeal their case and stuff. Uh, it just kept getting dismissed. Who'd have thunk? Hmm. But they were just approached by the FBI within the past month or so, you know, being asked about it. So one officer had some previous findings against him for drug invoice discrepancies. Oh, nice. Uh, but he retired. That's and a good move. And he retired during an allegation of retaliatory arrest. So that's very interesting. The other officer involved in these videos is still employed. <laughs> but it's weird because it's almost like they both say the same thing. Two different officers in these videos. They both make a point of <coughs> saying to their partner at some point, I need to find something. <coughs> and then the body cams turn off. And then they turn on and they find something. It's oh so my weird. God, that is uh, eerie. Like, what are the chances? Yeah. And uh, clearly it shows the same spot in the cars. You know, they're looking in the back seat on the floor. Nothing. I don't see anything. The other cop's like, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any anything here. Well, I need to find something. Click, click. Oh, look, a marijuana cigarette. Incredible. It's amazing how it worked, really. It was like a magic show. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. You know, I'm, shit like this, I'm sure, happens every day in police departments around the country. Um, but if we can make an example of these two officers, maybe uh, some of them will be scared straight. Probably not. Mm. But <laughs> we'll find they out. You can't keep getting away with it. It's just so easy. It just jacks up my quotas, boosts my numbers. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine signed Senate Bill 288, which is a large-scale criminal justice reform bill, and it makes it so that possession of weed paraphernalia doesn't end up on a person's criminal record. Okay. Which is interesting. Uh, if you get caught with weed, though... It's a misdemeanor, but you can get your record of possession sealed from public view after six months, and after three years, you can expunge it for $50. Oh, is that all? I thought that was, yeah, that's, that's all. Three years. It's a step in the right direction. 50 after bucks. All. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Hey, the Rev says he has a hemp shirt that's just as light and soft as most cheap-ass cotton shirts. So someone's doing it right. Yeah, I knew there had to be some people out there that uh, have some finesse figured out, but... Yeah, not I'm, the hippie I'm, shit you were dealing with. I'm always searching <laughs> for where, you know, who's doing that. Yeah, you can do everything with hemp. Um... In Colombia, the Senate and Chamber of Representatives approved a final version of legalization legislation. So um, they're going to need a few more votes to get it passed. But there's one senator there speculating that it will become law by June of 2023. Could be exciting. Oh, boy. And finally, in New Zealand, they've passed this weird phase-in legislation banning cigarettes for future generations. So... What the fuck? Anyone born... And not just cigarettes, all tobacco products. Jesus. Except for 
vapes. It doesn't ban any vape products. What? Yeah. Um, anyone born after 2008 will never be able to buy tobacco in New Zealand. What kind of protectionist bullshit is that for the vape industry? <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. No. We need to unban plants, not add more plants to ban. It's Fucking pretty- banning tobacco. Can you just stop already? Yeah. So what they're doing is raising the age to buy every year, I guess. Just indefinitely. So that by 2050, 40-year-olds will be too young to buy cigarettes in New Zealand. That is not a free country. It's one of the dumbest things I've read in a long time. And it also limits who can sell tobacco. Right now, there's 6,000 stores that sell tobacco products. They're cutting that down to 600. So buy small shops, you know. Sorry, Mom, Pa. This is big fish only now. And then, I mean, you know, wherever you have a nanny state going on like that, you just get a a hot black market emerging. That's true, man. Yeah. That's true. Because if I smoke cigarettes, I'm not going to stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it's just like, because would you really want to live in a country where no one smokes cigarettes? No. It seems like a lame place to be. It sure does. Yeah, they also talked about reducing nicotine levels over time. My myself, I smoke uh, cigarettes throughout my life very occasionally, and I don't smoke currently. But you know, fucking a majority of the people I know smoke. Yeah, actively or can say they have. You know. Yeah, and if I want a cigarette, I'm gonna go buy some. <laughs> Just banning shit is so retarded. They they would never ban a fucking, uh, you know, triple chocolate milkshake. No. Which is, in many cases, far worse for you. But hey, what the fuck? What the fuck do I know? I'm just some idiot. Yep, we just have to live under these rules for the... What can you do, you know? What can you do? Escape them in the bowl. That's right. <laughs> Cigarettes are still legal in the bowl. That's right. Forever and always. Mm-hmm. Just like running a node is legal in the bowl. Get wrecked. A LMA node. <laughs> nice. Well, that's all I got for behind the curtain tonight. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was a good roundup. Yeah, things are slowing down with the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And we're keeping it light tonight because uh reasons, you know. The time crunch. Uh speaking of time crunch, we sent Reverend on a mad search for a parking lot, but uh ended up motivating to break a personal record. 21 minutes, just like you uh, mentioned before. 21 minutes from pulling the air brakes to uploading a finished metal moment. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, record-breaking for the Rev. Congrats. And uh, would you like to hear? Would you like to hear his record-breaking yes, report? Yes, please. Here it comes. Please. Please. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. One Man Apocalypse is a YouTuber whose about page consists of four words. I do music stuff. And it's kind of a shame that he only has 969 subscribers. Considering the quality of his music is pretty damn good. And I think you'll probably agree that his cover of Here Comes Santa Claus is a deathcore classic. Uh, 
released on Christmas Day 2020, this is One Man Apocalypse. Here comes Santa Claus. Feel Santa Claus. Yeah. Here comes Santa Claus in a tank. In a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Rev. I'm, I'm loving the fucking holiday uh, metal moments. Yeah, merry metal moments. The merriest. I love them. You can follow Rev Cyber Trucker over at Rev Cyber Trucker at noagendasocial.com. He's on there. Trucking around the world. At the busiest time of year. For getting things uh, to and fro. Uh, busy time of year, too, for the bowlers who are calling in and leaving us a voicemail. They all pick up their phones and call 816-607-3663 and chat with us about whatever's on their mind. Uh, oftentimes, about the first time they ever did a thing. A little rotating topic, of course, like we talked about at the beginning. And this week, we're talking about first time you ever ruined Christmas. Uh... Would you like to hear what a bowler had to say? Yes, please. Hit it! It's Diane DeLorean and Sir Spencer on the Tuesday. Tit Tuesday. Man, how about that? How about it? Start doing a little minute alas shopping. Pretty much most of the stuff got you know done done via the internet. And it was kind of funny because I was in a long long line and I I just happened to scan the thing that I was. The one thing that I was in the long line for, I was like, oh, man, dude, I could literally just have this delivered by Thursday and not wait in this long line. But <laughs> I, don't know, I heard something. I was like, well, if you're at a, you know, if you're at a place and that's where you found that product, you know, just get it from there. Because, you know, they're paying for all the space and whatnot. And that's how you found it and, and stuff like that. So I waited in the line and, and bought it there, even though it was a few cents more. But I figure, you know. That's what I heard it from, that's the marketing and whatnot from walking around that location. So, anywho, yeah, uh, just a little factoid. So, uh, yeah, first time I ruined Christmas, I don't know, man, just, why? I don't know. But, uh, no, I remember, like, uh, probably not ruined, but I remember there's at least hearing about one time when uh, my brother and I, uh, like, we just, I think I remember the Christmas, but, like, there's just a ton of gifts. Like, 
there's a tree and then just tons of gifts and there's a big family. It was just my, my parents and brother and grandma and uncle. Maybe my great grandma was still alive then. Probably was. But, uh, so not some crazy amount of, we don't have some huge family then, but, uh, just tons of gifts and got to the point where we were getting cranky. So we had to take a nap because, you know, too cranky and then go back to opening gifts. So maybe that was kind of ruining, but, you know, <laughs> kids. All right. Well, there we go. So, all right. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether you're, uh, shopping online or out shopping or you were smart and just got it all done like, you know, month two ago, you can always say, you could caller you're right about that you could always say cacao kids man and you got to stay dangerous yeah we were absolutely dangerous at all times in the bowl you want to hear about when i ruined christmas for the first time of course yeah i only ruined it for myself well that's typically how it goes yeah it's hard to ruin someone else's christmas but it's easy to ruin your own i was very sad um and I decided to wear a, <laughs> I was like 13 or 14, and my mom had died earlier that month. Right. And I decided to wear a Halloween costume okay. for Christmas. It was like um spidery cobweb dress, right? And I okay. put on like a morning veil that covered my face, and I put on black lipstick and like raccoon eye eyeliner. And I went downstairs for everyone showing up, and I just sat in the corner, and I did not say hi to anyone or whatever. I didn't get any food. Once the food was out, I went back up to my room, because Christmas was always at my great-grandparents' house where I lived, and I watched Led Zeppelin's The Song Remains the Same DVD on repeat for the whole night by myself. Jesus. (laughs) That's heavy. It's pretty lame. Lamest Christmas, but uh, like I said, I almost I only ruined it for myself. My family was uh, still having a good enough time. Well, that's kind of I guess a silver lining, or more like a a, a nod to the strength you had is uh, to contain the pain. You know? Yeah, you don't want to infect people with that bleh feeling. Like sometimes we go through some painful shit, and we all got to do it. But one of the worst things you can do, even though it's easy is to, like, spill it all over everybody else while it's, like, being poured on you, you know? Yeah. Instead of, like, uh, responding in a more, I don't know, enlightened way. Bottling it up. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) 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 Or that, you know. I mean, anything beats a bonking the next guy with it, I guess. Yeah. Bottling up. We need to stop bottling it up shaming, god darn it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, bottle up more shit. And then one day when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off. (laughs) All the bottles pour. Oh, God. But yeah, I was trying to think, I've never been, like I've been, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes there's presents you want. Sure. And I was trying to think of like, uh, there's one gift I can think of, like, oh, I didn't get that. It made me mad because I dropped so many, not just hints. I flat out was like, this is what I want. This is what I want. And then I didn't get it, but I wasn't spiteful about it or anything, you know. I bottled it up, and I enjoyed what I received mm. and was thankful to still get presents, you know. So I didn't do like a, I've never thrown a tantrum or anything. Yeah. And it just disappeared. That's kind of my style. Yeah. I'll just disappear. <laughs> Back into the shadows. Yeah. Get all vampiric. That's right. <laughs> uh, what about you? You ever... 
ruined Christmas. Man, I'm really trying to like rack my shit over here, trying to remember <laughs> when I ruined Christmas. Because you're right, I've fucking always been into Christmas and loved Christmas, and also have like a, I don't know, like a, well, innocent reverence towards Christmas in general, even still, you know. Yeah. I really appreciate everything that is the Christmas spirit. Um, even in fun ways too. Like I don't, I'm not pious about it or anything like that. Yeah, you're a holly jolly silly. soul. I like the metal Christmas, like all of the stuff, all the Christmas. I like uh, the irreverent <laughs> Blink-182 song. Oh, like, yeah. You know, we opened with a bunch of uh, weed Christmas songs on the live stream right before we went live. I love all parts of it, you know? Um, So the the one thing that I was famous for ruining wasn't Christmas growing up. It was uh, my dad's <laughs> birthday. Oh, boy. And I feel like I ruined it so hard that it just overshadowed any minor dumbassery things that I ruined for Christmas. I think one year I didn't charge the camera battery and we like filmed the whole fucking Christmas opening every year, you know? Yeah. Set the camera on the tripod and then open everything. And I didn't have the battery and I didn't have it plugged into the wall. And so like I started it and it ran for like 12 minutes and Uh, stuff. I think that's the one, probably my most sour note I've ever done on a Christmas. Was that an adult Christmas? No. In this house or growing up? I no, because have I done that before to, here too? I, I was going to say, I think that was me. Oh, did you do that I think I, I think I have a 12-minute Christmas video. <laughs> I definitely did that uh, growing up in my own home. Uh, but dude, when, my, when I ruined my dad's birthday, my dad is famously into Woody Woodpecker. And so my mom was really good at making cakes, and she made this perfect Woody Woodpecker head cake. Mm-hmm. For his birthday, and it's like happy birthday, Dan, whatever. And it's like in the morning of his birthday, right? She had stayed up late doing the cake the night before. It was all perfect in the kitchen. I like woke up early and saw it. It was fantastic looking. And they were just waking up, but they were still in bed. And actually, thinking about this back now that I have kids, <laughs> it fucks me up even harder. Oh no! They're stirring, but they're not up. They're in bed, right? But I can hear they're awake. Yeah, And so I'm just so elated. I zoom up out of my bed. I'm like, it's my dad's birthday. He gets this cool-ass woody cake. I go in, go on the kitchen counter, and I get this woody cake, which oh. I'm young enough where I reach up above my head to get this cake, right? Yeah. Grab it, pull it off the counter, uh, dump it right onto the floor upside uh, down, just smash, crush, gonzo. Oh, no. Just like in one swoop. I didn't even have it in my hands. No, yeah. It was just like, boom, boom. It all just happened so fast. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Ruined it. Oh. And that was always the story told. My mom couldn't believe that shit. She did take pictures of it. Oh, cool. So she would just like show people the pictures of this <laughs> gorgeously made cake <laughs> and then tell them this fucking story for my whole life. Dang. Yeah, bad move, dude. Bad move. But you're so excited about it. It's, it's always when kids get in trouble. They're just too excited, having too much fun. It's true. What were you going to do? Bring it to your dad in bed? Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to give it to him and say happy birthday. <laughs> oh, no. It's, even if you had gotten it off the counter, it would have been lost along the I would have ran walk. probably with it. Yeah. Like, I was so little. I'm just like thinking of little kids who are just, they get excited and yeah. then everything else is over. Like, there's no consideration. Right. Of consequences or objects, solid objects around you or your position in space or time. It's just fucking gone, dude. You just want to say happy birthday to your dad with the cake with in your the hands. Cake, and you're yeah. like, I'm going to get the cake. I'm going to give it to the, the happy birthday, dad. <laughs> and then it's over just as soon as you're having the idea and running. Yeah. 
Yeah. My sister got Christmas ruined for her one oh, year. Oh, no. Oh, I know this story. Well, because we were at, uh, shopping at Walmart. That's a Christmas ruining place right there. Which is already starting <laughs> off, like, yeah, down there, below the five on the one to ten. <laughs> and uh, my sister was just being, like, progressively meaner and meaner about uh, me shopping for these boots, right? And trying to pick up the boots that uh, I liked best and fit me best. Yeah. How old were you guys? Oh, God. Probably nine and seven or somewhere in there. Okay. You know? I'm not exactly sure, but that's just a guesstimate. But she's just getting progressively meaner about, hey, you don't have to make mom and dad buy these, you know? You can just ask Santa for them. She's like trying to like money guilt me and shit, you know? <laughs> like, why are mom and dad spending this money when you just ask Santa for shit that you need? <laughs> and she was just getting all high horse about it until my mom finally just broke down. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it was only like a, two or three weeks before Christmas, but it was definitely in December. She was just like, oh, here's how the whole fucking money thing works with Santa and parents. Only like, she didn't say that. Uh, she took it one further. It was just like, Santa's us, you know? <sighs> and I'm like, no! Even still this day, like, I couldn't pull a move like that because I just don't, I don't see it that way. Right. Like, yeah, I, I believe boat. in Santa Claus. It, to me, there's like, you would be a fool to not believe in Santa Claus. He's like surrounding you. Yeah, he's everywhere. This year at all times. Like, he's everywhere. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Like, fuck, dude. Every day during this time of year. Give me a break. He's around. But, uh. He's a saint. I understand the implications and all that shit, but. Uh, Did she flat out. Only, only the naughty kids don't believe in Santa. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's fucking nonsense. Everyone knows that. Oh, man. M Mom, breaking it down. Breaking it down, because she was just, Best she hurt. had just had enough of this high horse shit. I mean, like, Which it I'm came sure from a good too. place and a correct place. Dude, it was hard for me, because I'm sitting there like, so I knew at that point, and she didn't. Yeah. I had been read in, and she had not. That's why I asked the ages, because... And that's yeah. a good question about the ages. It was right at that unique age. In fact, it might have been a little bit before nine. It might have been seven and five. Oh, wow. Because I just lost Aww. my seventh tooth when I was seven, right? And that's when it got spunked on for me. I lost my seventh tooth when I was seven. And fuck that. I'm going to put a feather in that. Uh, first time I ever lost a tooth. Okay. This is the next week's. And I'm going to put a feather in that. Otherwise, I'm just going to give away all my F-ties here. I'm like, on a roll. I think we've done that one, though. Have we? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Well, son of a bitch on me, then. But I think uh, some bowlers might have ruined Christmas and left voicemails to tell us about it. You think so? Let's check. Yeah, let's check the voicemails. I, uh, I too, was in a similar situation where I ruined Christmas for myself. Okay. Um... And this was a couple of weeks before I got fired from that Disney job. Oh, dang. Whoa, who could have thunk it? One, two, punch. Bam. I was like three, but it's okay. We were in Toronto uh, doing a two-week sit. And I had spent, like, a, some time trying to sober up, like, actively putting a foot forward and not drinking as much. And I did pretty good, but... I told myself when I get to Toronto, all bets are off because I, I really enjoy, uh, 
I, I really enjoyed it the first time I went, so this would have been the second time back. First time ever been out of the country. It was crazy. Like, well, they got loonies and toonies, and there's street meat everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And um, there was a bar there called the Bovine Sex Club, uh, which is a divey little punk bar. And uh, <gasps> I was being a little antisocial. Uh, the night of Christmas because all the cast and crew was going out and about and you know I just I didn't really I didn't really want to hang out with everybody that I'd seen every day all day seven days a week so I decided to go to the bovine for uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day I actually don't remember which one it was sorry it's cold out here so I'm getting the shivers. Uh, the cold shivers, my friend. So I I end up at the bovine, and I'm hanging out, and I strike up with this conversation with a guy that I had met a year prior through a, a, a recent friend that I made up there, and this dude's name was Nines, and you could instantly tell him, he, just, he had one of those faces, but it also helped that he had nine fingers, but still cute, tattooed across the knuckles. <laughs> so anyways, we uh just sitting there shooting the shit at the bar. It's, we'll say it's Christmas Eve, and like, um, he says that he knows of an after-hours bar, because the bovine is going to be closing up. And it's like, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I had no idea what it after hours was. I'd never been to one before. It was, uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to call back. Uh oh. Caller had to call back. I can't wait. Here we go. So, uh, nine takes me back to his apartment first and end up staying there for like a fucking hour and a half or whatever. We're walking this entire night. Uh, eventually. He gets his ass in gear. We head to this spot. This bar is owned by a friend of his. You nice. know, like a friend of his, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was a secret knock on the fucking back alley door. The, the whole side of the building was, you know, uh, graffiti. There was no signs, nothing. And uh, we could go downstairs and, like, within a minute... The owner of said establishment is like trying to welcome me by pushing me towards the bathroom and was like trying to get me to go into this uh, bathroom stall in the men's room where there's a bunch of girls doing cocaine. And I think I was oh. 22 or oh. 21. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I was like, I, I'm going to have to uh, decline this. And it's just like super awkward and back my way out of there. <laughs> oh, nuts. The, uh, and I just, you know, was here in this after hours bar on Christmas Eve, like nobody I knew kind of knew where the location was. I could tell where the CN tower was. So at least I knew where the hotel was going to be at, but holy shit, dude. Like, so I'm, I'm standing there and I'm having a conversation with, uh, nine and uh <laughs> about halfway through he just like stops looks over to the door guy says that i want to go 
smoke a cigarette outside. I'm smoking a cigarette in the bar, and, like, the bouncer comes over and grabs me and just starts shoving me up the stairs and slams <laughs> the door behind me, and that was it. Merry Christmas. Damn. Oh, womp womp. Merry Christmas. The richest man in town. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. Because it's, like, at the same time you're in the strange land. Yeah. Strangers in a strange land. But, I don't know. It's a good little Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> potentially. It's a good little potential Christmas, my man. Uh, cheers, boobs. Oh, also, a boost from boobs came in, but I didn't hear the pins fall down. It was for 9999. And Booberry said, uh... As per his last boost, that it's so fucking easy. Um, that was for the upcoming easy week for y'all. Hope it's a fun laze around time. Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah. Taking it all the way easy. Yeah. You had to watch me do nothing for two weeks. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taking turns doing nothing. It did come through on your helipad. The 9999. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Booberry. Appreciate you, brova. Uh, we have one more voicemail from the bowlers. Woohoo! Hey, hey, bowlers! Hey, hey. Uh, what's up? Ruining Christmas. Damn, I don't guess I did it, but uh, <laughs> I had an ER nurse uh, over at my place. Uh, spent the night, and we had a good time. Nice. And she was very experimental. We'll say. Okay. Uh, kind of a tall blonde, like weird Megan Kelly gapped eyes or whatever. Okay. No, I'm not saying snake eyes or bug eyes. I don't want to uh, sound like I'm, uh, I'm not not speaking. I'm fucking drunk. I can't really think. Not disintegrating, not disintegrating, demoralizing, something. Anyway, yeah, so I'm not talking down on the, the wide-eyed tall blondes. Anyway, I'm pretty sure she was sober, but she got up to go cook breakfast on a Christmas morning, hanging at my place, and she was going down the marble staircase to the foyer, and I hear a thud. Oh, shit. Wailing scream, like blood curdling. I was like, oh, fuck, shit. Got up naked, grabbed my phone, ran to the top of the stairs like, what the fuck? And she's sitting there with her, like, sitting on her legs. Like, you know, like, kind of you would sit on your legs, cross beneath you, kind of. I don't know. But she apparently, her heel had slipped off one of the steps, and she, like, snapped some kind of fucking tendon. I don't recall the names again. I'm fucking drunk. I'm not going to go into detail about her medical history either. Something snapped. um, We got it. And she was so distraught. She's like, in her uh, early, uh, maybe mid-20s, oh, and fuck. she's fucking freaking out. I can't wear heels! It popped! It popped! Oh, I'm God. Like, hey, you'll be okay. <laughs> so I, I took her and dropped her off at her parents' house. <laughs> Talk about ruining Christmas. Good job, asshole. <laughs> Adios, mofos. Uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, keep the ball strong. Merry Christmas. Dr. Sir, Mike Crotch, thank yeah, you. Merry thank Christmas. You, <laughs> Beer once a year makes Christmas a cheer, right? Oh, Mike Crotch. Hey. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, Christmas really can get ruined, man. Yeah, it can. It did does you, have that uh, potential. Did you research if we had ever a tooth? Yes, we did on episode 105. Oh, God damn it. 
First time you ever lost a tooth. I guess that one comes up, huh? I would already have said that one. <laughs> you and teeth. Because I get reminded of it. Some shrink should talk to me about it. <laughs> uh, Sure. What what F tie did we write down? Remember, we were like, I'll write it down. No, I'll write it down. And then probably neither of us wrote it down. First time I ever sent a text. Oh, yeah. First time I ever sent a text. Seems reasonable enough. Especially because oh, yeah, okay. I can't find the fucking list. Oh, uh, womp womp. Every other bowl... It- turns up yeah exactly well this is the thing usually it's all right down here if i just did a teach or if i just reflashed my node but if i both did a teach and reflash my node the note shuffling is just too great to be overcome yeah too yeah. great okay you should never reflash your node while doing a teach especially a double teach Ooh. yeah it's just too much too uh, the pile look at these look at how many there's these there's those those there's these and it's not in any of this so there's there's just no point looking for it right now yeah it'll be back next pool or maybe next year that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh man cool now that that's sorted kind of leaves one order of business Ah, fuck it dude let's go bowling yeah let's go bowling uh there was a deputy Dressed as the Grinch, handing out onions to speeding drivers this week. Yeah, I'd take an onion over a citation or a ticket, that's for sure. Based as fuck. Yeah. Of course, uh, he says he's pulling over folks going about five miles per hour over the speed limit. In a school zone, too. You gotta be real careful in the school zones. But if you were going more than five miles per hour over the speed limit, you're probably still gonna get a ticket from the Grinch. Which Mm. is too bad. That is too bad. Gotta have the, uh, what are those things called that beep when you're near a cop car? <laughs> Little. Oh, uh, fuzz busters? Yeah, the fuzz, you know, fuzz <laughs> buster. That's right. <laughs> uh, and there's Grinches everywhere because a driver in Arizona was cited for carpooling with the Grinch. He was an inflatable decoration. Dude, the Grinch has been around this year. I don't know what that says about our Christmas current culture currently. <laughs> it's kind of... But, like, the Grinch is not a hero, you no. know? I mean, all right, all right. He he figured it out in the end. But you don't see inflatables of the figured it out Grinch. You know? No. You see the... Gr- the... Eating roast beast with the who's. No. Yeah. It's the, the sneaky. It's the, it's the one making eyes at you like... Nah. Yeah. It's a uh, suspicious... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't either. But yeah, this lady, she's driving down the HOV lane with the Grinch in her uh, passenger seat. Gets what? a ticket. Like, come on. Where is your Christmas spirit? The only Grinch I see there is the cop. Yeah. Just laugh and be like, hey, lady, don't do this again, okay? Merry all Christmas. All right, all right. I understand. It's the end of the month. You got to hit your quota. The Grinch pumping, punching the Titan card when you get there, too? Or what's the deal here? <laughs> you know, it's kind of fucked up, but I guess I've seen the Grinch... Like, in Christmas merch this year, more than Jesus. Well. What's that all about? You know, Jesus um, isn't really the hottest on the merch for all Christmases, I would say. But yeah, there's been a lot of Grinch. And they did remake the Grinch, what, last year? Where they had that <laughs> the Tyler, the creator version of the song. Oh, yeah, that's right. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's still fresh on the... Uh... Runs and designs and shit, yeah. Mm, It is, uh, I don't know. We all know the reason for the season. Yeah, come on. 
But the, yeah, the Grinch, man. Yeah, that's really who you want to idolize on, on Christmas. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's just a weird flex is all. It sure is. Like I see big Grinches, you know, big stuffed animal Grinches. Like, Yeah. I don't want to hug the Grinch. I'm sorry. No, I don't even want to see him. You can stay away from my tree. Yeah. Maybe we're not the ones that melt his heart in the end and we just leave him miserable forever. It's a mistake, man. Maybe we should change our ways. Oh, yeah. Be more open to the Grinch. It's our fault. We're ruining Christmas for yeah. the Grinch. We're the guy saying all those mean things about him in that song. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I did say that the other day. With that song, yeah, no wonder he lacks the Christmas spirit. It's terrible things about him. Just so mean. Kind of like Florida Man this week who, uh, well, he got mad because his wife asked him to help with dinner. And he was a few drinks in, so he didn't want to help with dinner. And when he got it's into the, best the kitchen, time to help with dinner. Oh, not for this guy. Oh man. He gets into the kitchen and they start arguing, oh. which on top of the drinking is a really bad combination. Mm-hmm. And she tossed a spoon in the sink and it splashed him with water. Uh-oh. And that was just the straw that broke the Florida man's back because uh he decided to just start packing up and leave, but then he came back in cuz he was like, "I've been drinking, you need to leave." So uh, she's like, no. "Oh, okay." She's like, fine, I will leave. She starts to leave, and he decides, nah, bitch, you're not leaving. And he blocks her, and he shoves her back, and he picks up the Christmas tree, and he throws it at her. All right, I've had enough. He's throwing the Christmas tree. You've crossed a line, Florida man. Your antics have been funny and clever and mostly directed at the state thus far. So I've been on your side. But when you throw in a Christmas tree at the old lady. Week before. You Dang, know? man. Come on. <laughs> uh, she wasn't injured, and he wasn't either. Um, but he did get arrested on felony charges of false imprisonment because he wouldn't let her leave after oh. he asked her to leave. Okay, well. And domestic battery. They married? That, uh, You know, it doesn't say. Well, it says wife. Yeah, they're married. <laughs> you said old lady, and I was like, yeah, it's old lady, you know. For for felonies, man, it seems like a little bit uh, weak sauce. I just think it's too bad the cops had to get involved at all. If there's no injuries, the fucking <laughs> kidnapping, because you, like, say get the fuck out of my house, bitch, to your wife, and then you don't let her actually leave the... <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, not the, that's not a bad thing, necessarily, in all circumstances yeah. to do, you know? Like, you might run your mouth, and then she's like, all right, fuck you, and calls your bluff, and you're like, wait, no, 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 like, that's actually a bad idea. Yeah. I would be relieved if you were like, get out, and then I was like, okay, and then <laughs> you were like, actually, don't go. But you would never do that. No, if you no. say get out, it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Also, if you threw a Christmas tree at me, I would be pissing my pants <laughs> laughing. Like, we, I mean, we don't have a real tree. You know, it's a nice plastic one that sure. I really would not hurt, I don't think. <laughs> but it would crack me up. I would pee my pants laughing because that'd be so ridiculous. Yeah. Which is... I don't want to fuck up all the ornaments on the tree. Oh, Some of no. those are really old, man. You I know. know. Yeah, no. You wouldn't do that, nah, but... Nah, come on. But if... If somehow you did, oh Lord! Respect it would be the traditions, <laughs> dude. Come on, get a good Christmas tree going. Like this is the thing: when you start heading into domestic assault territory, you have to just start laughing like a maniac and de-escalate. Like you have to de-escalate. You can't <laughs> right. get to that. 
Mm-hmm. But if you just laugh about it, it's all fine. Yeah. This is, that's Lorian's tip for the bowl tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Old man start smacking you around, just laugh at him. No, I'm just kidding. That It would probably make it worse. And if you're drunk, go to bed. Just shut the fuck up and go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, stop talking. There's a certain point, you know, you know, the part where you get bounced from the bar because, like, you're just killing the vibe and nobody fucking wants your shit. Just go to bed. Like, that's the point where you just tuck it in. Yeah. You <laughs> you know, you hit the point. Yeah. Can't hang anymore. Put down the can, pick up some weed. It helps, too. Yep. Oh, well. Uh an Alberta couple has filled their home with 133 decorated Christmas trees. Wowie zowie. Must yeah. be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. I know. Well, some of them are very small. It, it well, looks like yeah, a modest uh, home. You, you know. would have to be having some small ones for $133. And it seems like they leave them up year-round. Like they move them to their lower level mm-hmm. um but this couple talked about how they're hoarders at heart so when they start collecting things or buying too many trinkets they just turn it into a tree so they went to las vegas for a while and they have like three las vegas trees with like room keys and pamphlets oh, no. and stuff like the trash <laughs> that you save from your trip yeah because <laughs> you don't strap a scrapbook exactly yeah i used to be way worse at that growing up well, but, you're doing uh, good now. Yeah. We have a good flow in our house of junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with kids, it gets easier because then it's like all theirs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, let's keep it moving, keep it moving. You've played with this enough. Yeah. So uh, they've actually opened their home to the public, though. If you're roundabouts, Alberta, man, you want to go look at 133 decorated Christmas trees? Just yeah. wander into this house and you're welcome to, I guess. Uh, you can also bring uh some goods or whatever because they collect donations for the local humane society so it was cute so cute cutest also cute in ohio a family uses 25,000 lights to recreate the griswold house from national lampoon's christmas vacation and it looks spot on it's incredible. Kick they've ass. they've been perfecting it since 2013. I mean, they got the lights <laughs> down the whole front of the house and everything. It's perfect. They got the Santa with the reindeers, and <laughs> every year they try to add something new. So there were a bunch of pictures. I'm not sure which one is from this year, but like one year they had a hatchback in the driveway with a pine tree on top, and dudes standing outside with a chainsaw and like the Jason hockey mask. Nice. Uh, then there was an RV they parked outside that looked just like Cousin Eddie's. <laughs> That's a one hilarious eight-up RV, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, just like the Christmas tree house, you know, they love people driving by, taking pictures, getting out, walking around. Um, but they collect donations for an organization called Great Strides, which raises awareness and funds for cystic fibrosis. So, spreading the holiday cheer. There you go. Oh, did you see this uh, rookie female deputy who left her mic on while she had sex on her break in Los Angeles? (laughs) It, It was kind of like that, except for it was more like giggly 
and I couldn't understand what she was saying, so I didn't bring the clip. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. There was a better one from like two years ago, and I'm like, yeah, but that's from two years ago. Mm. Um, they claim that she was saying, you're going to rip my underwear, but <laughs> I didn't hear that, so <laughs> I should have brought the clip to debate it. Nice. But she was uh, working a shift at the Men's Central Jail. She was working a shift. She was working the shift. <laughs> and uh, she's got a radio on, and so dispatch comes on and is like, hey, uh, Ocean 92, your mic is open. Secure mic. And then they have to keep saying it, and there's just no response. So unfortunately for her, now there's an internal investigation that's been launched to see if she actually was fucking somebody on her break with the mic on. Oh, somebody and was doing an internal investigation, that's for sure. Yeah. They're trying to figure out if that somebody was also on the force. And then uh, they already talked about punishment. She could be suspended or fired. Oh, she should just get it's spanked. <laughs> Spanking is a much more fitting punishment yeah. for that. Come on. I mean, come on. Do the crime, do the time. There we go. Yeah, it's not like there were any calls coming in that she was... Uh, Blocking, right? You know, just I mean, just if the work about if it. the work gets done during your shift, the work is done during your shift. Yeah, come on, people, it's about results. Uh, I heard this little sound bite this week, so I threw this on the lanes. Coming out of Georgia, I'm at the people who don't go to church, and a lot of churches are just recycling people from other churches. That's not who I'm after. I'm looking for people that smell like weed. New Birth is the <laughs> largest land-owning black church in America. And so my position to my deacons is why aren't we not raising cannabis? I'll be able to bring in black males. They're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh, my God. I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, th th this is the kind of conversation. So if the guy, black boy in Bankhead said, they growing weed at the church? Where do I join? Yes. I don't need no pamphlet for him. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> he coming in. He coming in. And that, that's the group that I'm going after. Yeah. Holy shit. That was a pastor on how to recruit new uh, people to the church. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know, even though this uh, pastor is at a mega church and has an alleged net worth of $500,000, um, you know, you can't just grow or possess weed in Georgia, so. <laughs> the church could grow to weed, man. Yeah. Come, I come love on, the man. idea. I love it. And that lady really liked that idea. She was, uh, mm. <laughs> she was juiced for it, bro. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. A Michigan woman is hoping to win a world record for oldest chicken. Not her, but her chicken, of course. Perhaps being the oldest. Her chicken is 20 years old. God damn. It's a very old chicken. Still getting an egg a day? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I doubt it. It's turned into a house pet, it looks like. Mm. Um, but she'd been raising chickens her whole life. Uh, her mom, you know, did it. And she grew up with chickens. And she talked about, in this article, how there was a, one of her chickens, she got a rooster. You know, and then got some fertilized eggs and the eggs all hatched. And then uh, some were just pushed to the corner of the nesting box. And she thought, oh, gosh, they're going to rot and be gross or whatever. So she started throwing these eggs into her pond to feed turtles. And then she heard chirping in one that was in her hands. 
So she started peeling the egg off, and there was a chick Damn. in there, and, and she was like, oh, gosh, moved it under a heat lamp, brought it inside. Well, that's Peanut, the now 20-year-old chicken. Damn. Yeah. She, um, after she, you know, nursed that chick to being old enough to go outside into the flock, she tried to introduce her, and the flock would not have her. So she became a little house pet. And um, two years later, she was able to get her to hang out with the other hens. Uh, but she said every time she went outside, that little chicken would just follow her around. And then if she knelt down, it would hop on her shoulder and ride around. So she started bringing it indoors for winter. And uh, yeah, that's that's the story of Peanut the Chicken, who's 20 years old. Currently... The world record belongs to a chicken named uh, Matilda, who's 16. So she has a chance. She has a chance. A British couple was walking their dog not that long ago when they caught a crawling demonic figure on video. Or at least that's what they're calling it. I don't know what to hit. (laughs) It's like a... uh, I'll post the... A New York Post article that has a video in it. I'm like in the, the man of the guy sweating looking at both buttons, dude, right now. Yeah, you're like, that's cool. That's also something I don't want to I'm see. Like, Ooh, that's dope. Wait, that's fucked up. Ooh, that's kind of crazy. All right. Yeah. This is uh, over the pond at Clumber Park in Nottinghamshire. <laughs> and it's like a vapor cloud, but it's got, it does look like, a monkey or something. It's got really long limbs. The way it's uh crawl. They say crawling. It's kind of moving on all fours. Crawling in my skin. Except it has no skin. Like that. Ooh. It's just like a ghost or something. Yibbity. And I guess that that park is known for being haunted, but people usually talk about the gray lady. Hockamock Park. <laughs> yeah, you know. Fucking spooky kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, folks speculated on the video that it was a smoke cloud or steam or something, but it doesn't change form. You know how smoke kind of swirls around and changes its form and whatever? This does not. Oh. It's just, a. Uh, it's pretty solid. It's a consistent body it's, of whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's creepy. And my final story for the lanes tonight... Comes from the lanes in Minecraft. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah this uh, Irish... Where we hatch all of our most brilliant schemes. Oh, of course. Yeah, this Irish author by the name of Julian Goh crafted the end poem of Minecraft, mm-hmm. if you finish the game. I haven't beat it. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love this article. I love what he says. Um, the TLDR is... He took shrooms and decided to make his end poem public domain. And it's like, he took shrooms and just, uh, it's like the universe spoke to him about value for value. Oh. You know? Okay. So he claims that he, you know, had the whole idea and everything for Minecraft. And then his buddy's on that um, coded it, whatever, turned it into the game. Sure. And then um, he had this end poem. That he included. And his friend paid him 20,000 pounds for it, which obviously he spent. Sure. Um, When Minecraft was sold to Microsoft, they tried to get him to sign the poem away. 
you know, like, oh, this is Microsoft's property now. Right. And he wouldn't. This happened twice. He just was like, I don't, I, ca- I can't just give you my art. You yeah. know, I can't sell it to you. There's no number that would satisfy me on giving this away to you. Based. So he was taking shrooms in the Dutch town of Appledorn. As one does. Yes. And he had this epiphany. And I'll just read what he wrote. He said, I had actively hidden away from love because there were many, many people who tracked me down over the years that told me how much the end poem had meant to them. And that night, with the stars blazing above, the universe told me that it wasn't acceptable for me to give love but then refuse to receive it. That was just fake humility, another form of arrogance, of ego. I had to allow people to say thank you. I had to accept whatever gifts people might wish to offer in return because too much charge was building up along that blocked circuit. I had to complete the circuit, let it flow. So now the end poem is available for, you know, creative common uses, universal public domain dedication. So you can sell merchandise with it or remix it or whatever you want to do with it. And he says... Uh, or put fuck Microsoft in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely that one. He says, uh, you can do this for free and read everything for free because I want to continue to live in a gift economy if possible. I prefer giving my art away to selling it. It serves the ideas better because they reach more people and it makes me feel better, happier, freer. Based and value for value pilled. Holy I shit. Just, yeah, I love it. And the end poem is beautiful. So... Yeah, it was really cool. Like, you know, he's doing the Creative Commons route on it, but I was like, this is value for value. That is. It's love, given and received. That's right. And there's no definition of it. It doesn't have to be monetary. Right. I just love that so much. It was so invigorating seeing that. (laughs) You don't live your life uh, with that, like, oh, this is my intellectual property. Who do we sue? (laughs) Yeah. It's It's fucked up. It's It's like a fucked up way to live. And like they said, it chokes the channels off. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they played whack a mole with the uh, illegal downloads. Yeah. Benefited no one. But yeah. We did have some uh, last minute boosts rolling. All right. Including uh, 3333. Woo! From NA Millennial. He's back again. Coming out of Fountain, he says, I've never done a chicken, but I'd do one. <laughs> <laughs> bok bok, motherfucker. Uh, 6969. Ew. 69! 69, dudes! Coming in uh, from Boobery, uh, who says... Now, y'all ain't planning on fucking these chickens, are you? No. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, not with your penis. Not with your penis. Eventually, you know, make meat out of them, yeah. Not medical advice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then uh, he has a follow-up. Also for 6969. 69! 69, dudes! And uh, that one says. Do you fuck chickens? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, 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 no! Hell no! <laughs> I don't think any of the bullers are chicken fuckers. No, not a Call this next guy chicken fucker. <laughs> <laughs> right meow. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Well, it's been another fantastic one, huh? Oh, yeah, it's always a fantastic time in the bowl. You've got to love it. i got to love it when my uh, Motu isn't talking to itself anymore either. That's kind of alarming. Uh-oh. But, hey, what are you going to do? 
rolling around in the bowl. That's how things roll. Join us, please, by the way, uh, next or this coming Saturday, Christmas Eve. Uh, join myself and Abel Kirby for a brand new one-year retrospective on the album, Abelcraft, uh, at a to-be-announced time. You'll know. You'll know when it goes down. Uh, other than that, thanks so much for hanging out. Appreciate you guys. We will be back at it one week from tonight and every Tuesday. Moving forward. Till then, I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be damned, DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com.